Welcome to Listen and Repeat. My name is Anika and I'm your host. I'm back with another episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about auxiliary verbs, also known as helping verbs, especially with questions. As you know that I am listing different question, conversation questions, um, and, and breaking down the sentences and things like that. So it is important to know what auxiliary verbs are because they are normally the main character in these questions. So in this episode, I am going to tackle this topic of the auxiliary verbs. If this sounds interesting to you and something that you would like to know, stay tuned. As always, thank you for listening, and let's begin. Did you know that Listen and Repeat is on Instagram? Yes, we have an Instagram page, but we have no friends. So, if you're on Instagram and you would like to become a friend, of it listen and repeat go to instagram.com slash listen and repeat one two three abc slash the address will be in the description box below and also on the listen and repeat page for anchor and Spotify. I look forward to becoming your friend. What is an auxiliary verb? Also known as a helping verb. It's a verb used in forming the tenses, moods, and voices of other verbs okay so what does that mean let's talk about each tense talks about when an event has occurred when something has happened you have 12 tenses in the English language. So, the most common ones are the simple present tense, simple past tense, the future tense, and yeah, those are the, the, the main ones. Okay, mood talks about what it's trying to say, okay, what the verb is trying to say. There are three types of moods in a verb, okay? A verb has 
three moods. Indicative. The indicative mood is a verb form that makes a statement or a question. For example, the question, what is your favorite food? And then the answer, my favorite food is pizza. Let's talk about the next mood, imperative. The imperative mood is it is a command or request. So go to sleep is a command. Go to sleep. The you is assumed. So you're telling someone go to sleep. You're commanding them. But a request is asking for something. So, can I have some water? Can I have some water? And then you have the subjunctive mood. A subjunctive mood expresses wishes suggestions, demands, desires in a sentence. I wish I had some money. You should go to sleep. I want the money. Um, desires. I wish I had some money. Um, I hope to get some money. So that's subjunctive. Now let's talk about voice. You have an active voice. There's an active voice and there's a passive voice in a sentence. The active voice First of all, we have to break down what a sentence is, okay? Think of a sentence like a formula. A sentence equals the subject plus the verb plus the object and or complement. And you're going, what does that mean? Well, the subject is normally talking about a noun or pronoun. And then the verb is talking about an action or state of being. The object is either going to be a subject, a noun or um, a pronoun. And a complement can be various things, but whatever it is, it is there to add more information complement the subject or the and the object or the object okay so knowing that the sentence structure is subject plus verb 
plus object or complement. This is the active form of having, this is the active voice of how the sentence looks. This means that in the active voice, the subject is doing the action. In the passive voice, the sentence structure is the object plus the verb. Okay? And this means that in the passive voice, the the object is having the action done to it. For example, the active voice is the boy saw the man go into the building. The boy is the subject, saw is the verb, the man is the object, and then you have the complement, go into the building. Okay? Going to the building is complementing the man, which is the object. That's why it's an object complement. This sentence is in, is in the active voice. However, let's look at the passive voice. So if the man is the object, the man is going to go first as the subject. The man was seen going into the building. Okay? So the subject is not important. Who is the subject? The subject was the boy. The subject is not important. What is important is what 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 the object was doing, which is the man who was seen going into the building. So you have the object, and then to form the passive voice, you're going to have was, you're going to have the to be verb plus the past participle. For example, the man is the object, was seen is the uh, passive voice. Because was is the past tense, simple past tense, and seen is the past participle. And then you have the rest of the sentence, the complement, object complement, which is going into the building. And that's the passive voice. So I want you to of course sound off in the compliments I mean uh, in the comments can you give me an active sentence and then change it into a passive sentence in the comments if you haven't became a friend of mine on Instagram that would be a perfect place to um, sound off in the comments giving me your active comment and your passive comment so now that I've told you about the object and the complement right I'm just going to explain a little bit more the difference between 
the object and the complement in a sentence is that the object is affected by an action that the subject is doing while the complement is a part of the sentence and it needs um, it doesn't need an object so and the complement usually follows the verb and adds more information about the subject or the object what does that mean let me break it down a little bit more the main difference between the object and the sentence is that the object is having the action done to it what does that sound like active voice mike ate the cake mike is the subject ate is the verb the is the article and then cake is the noun which is the object mike ate the cake now if we talked about subject complements it would be hungry mike ate the cake hungry is the subject complement for mike the subject here's another sentence mike ate slowly slowly is a compliment period it is complimenting mike who ate slowly it tells us how mike ate mike ate here's another sentence mike ate the cake slowly now slowly is the object complement because it is complementing the cake um why because mike ate the cake slowly what did he slowly the cake um sound off in the comments if you have any questions and of course if i got something wrong definitely sound off in the comments and explain of course i am not the authority over english i'm just one of the people who's trying to explain it so let's continue Okay, so let's talk about auxiliary verbs. The three main auxiliary verbs are be, have, and do. Now, it is important to know what they mean and how to use them in order to know which one to use in order to form a question. So, the to be verbs are are, am, is, was, were, been, and being. They are used to describe and tell us the condition of people, 
things and places. We can also use them to talk about someone's age, nationality, job, and other traits. So you could use it in a question like, what are your cousins like? What is your mother like? Right? Because you're describing your mother. You're telling me the traits of your cousin. You're telling me the traits of your mother. Are you married? Right? You're telling me your status. Your marital status. Your 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 marital condition, right? Are you happy? You're telling me how you feel. Right? I'm asking you questions about how you feel. Where um, are you at home? I'm asking you about your whereabouts. Where you are located at the time. We also use be, the to be verb, when we want to make a question in the present continuous or the past continuous. Continuous. For example, where are you going um, tomorrow? What are you doing now? What were you doing yesterday when John called? So these are like the type of questions and these and the type of verb this is is the situations that you would ask these questions when you're asking about a condition of people things places and ideas or to describe people things places and ideas she is happy um um is she happy is the question yeah is she happy? So now let's go on to the verb have. Have indicates possession and ownership. So we normally use also have when asking questions have to do with the present perfect and the past perfect tense. So the present perfect is going to talk about either something that happened in the past that is that is happening at the moment. Like how have you been? So how have you been means since the last time I spoke to you in the past, how have you been doing? your life up to now when I'm speaking to you also the present perfect can talk about experience things that you have done in your life but it has nothing to do with a specific time if you don't want to say the time you don't have to because you're only talking about things that you've done so for example I've been to Disney World 
Where have you been? I've been to Disney World. Where? It's WH question. Have been is the verb tense and you is the subject. So we use have to form present perfect and past perfect tense questions. Now let's move on to do. Do is used to talk about things that have been performed or done, executed. Um, So that means you're talking about an action that you have done or something that you are preparing for. Another thing that you need to know about the, the do verb is do is used to form simple present tense questions and simple past tense questions like did you do your homework is wanting so it wants to know if you've done that action um do you have homework it wants that question is asking do you have homework to do um do you like ice cream live alone but the present tense or uh, simple past tense questions we're going to use do to form them if we're talking about present perfect and past perfect tense questions we're going to use have to form them and if we're talking about Um, the to be verb if we're talking about present continuous or past continuous tenses we're going to use the to be verb to form them unless it is a to be question like are you married asking your state of being are you married are you angry are you upset? Are you hungry? Uh, am I am I happy? Am I are you ready? Like things that are happening right now that you want to know. If if it's not that, then it you would be using the present continuous you would be using the to be verb to form present continuous and past continuous tense questions um for example are you going to work tomorrow um and if it was a past continuous was she um was she working when you got to work was she working when you got to work so that is it for the three main verbs now let's talk about 
another set of auxiliary verbs, which are modal verbs. Modal verbs are also known as modal auxiliary verbs. So, modal verbs express certainty, probability, possibility, obligation, or necessity. Modal verbs that express certainty are must, can't, may, might, and could, and they vary in degrees of importance or uh, degrees of certainty. Probability, modal verbs used for probability are must, might, could, may, can't, plus the infinitive. Don't forget the infinitive means the to verb, like to be, to go, to write. And then modal verbs that express possibility are may, might, and could. And again, all these vary in degrees of probability. And then your last set of modal verbs express obligation and necessity. Must and have to expresses an obligation and should ought to and need to express a recommendation or moral obligation to do something. Now there are 10 common modal auxiliary verbs and they are can, could, will, would, shall, should, may, might, must, and ought to. For example, to show certain, um, to use a modal verb in a question, you would probably probably use it to make a request like could you give me some water um or ask make a request uh ask to yeah could you give me some water may i have some water what time might you want to meet tomorrow? What time could you meet tomorrow? What time do you have? What time uh, should we meet tomorrow? Um, so we're mo- using modal verbs like would. Would you like some water? Shall I get you some water? Um, may I have some water? Might I have some water? Um, so 
these modal verbs are used to either ask about something um, what time can you meet um, probability could I have some water possibility may I have some water obligation what time um, well do I have to do I have to go must I go to work today and you can use it that way too Alright, so, lastly, I've been alluding to this, but let's now talk about auxiliary verbs in a question function. WH questions begin with what, when, where, who, whom, which, whose, why, and how. And we use them to ask for information. With an auxiliary verb, the sentence structure is the WH word plus the auxiliary verb plus the subject plus the main verb. And that's how you set up the sentence to create an auxiliary verb. You can also use an auxiliary verb in a yes or no question. And you would have the auxiliary verb plus the subject plus the verb. Um, yeah, plus the verb. Like, for example, are you married? That is the example of using an auxiliary verb by itself and asking a yes or no question. Do you have kids? That is using the auxiliary verb first and asking a yes or no question. Have you been to the US? That is using the auxiliary verb first to ask a yes or no question. You can use an auxiliary verb to ask a yes or no question. You can also use it in a WH question. Okay, so this concludes the episode on auxiliary verbs. What do we know about auxiliary verbs from this episode? Auxiliary verbs are also known as helping verbs. Um, the most common auxiliary verbs are be, uh, have, and do. 
but we also have modal auxiliary verbs too and there are a lot of them <laughs> so of course don't forget in order to really absorb the information um, in this podcast you need to listen to it a couple of times and I encourage you to write notes and I also encourage you to comment um, about it and of course if I got any information incorrect let me know in the comments I thank you for listening and I'm Annika and I'm signing off